Hey you. Yeah. You. You didn't stumble here by chance. So let's talk. My name is Tyann, but a lot of people call me Taj. And I'm most known for my loud New York personality. Brooklyn, to be specific. And my unfiltered opinions. And most recently, for being your favorite homegirl. Yeah, cause I'm a realtor too. Don't forget that. And the Melanated Mindset is a safe space for unpopular opinions and heated debates amongst a diverse melting pot of those of us that identify as a melanated millennial. Now, I can't speak for y'all, but after seeing what being an adult is really about, nah, I got some things to say. And I know y'all do too. So let's talk about it, because what's really going on? What is up, y'all? Welcome if you're new. Welcome back if you're not. To the Melanated Mindset. If you are listening to the audio version, then you won't know right off the back that we got us another guest today, and it's y'all favorite guest, because he's always y'all favorite guest. I've even had someone tell me that I need to start a whole separate podcast for us to co-host, and I just want to, how much time y'all think I got? Y'all don't think this one take a lot of time, but since he's y'all favorite guest, I obviously had to bring him back on this season. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, I'm talking about my husband, Malik. If you're watching the video version, you could see that. You want to say what's up? What's up, y'all? I'm back again. Let's get into the quality, y'all, okay? We are evolving. But this isn't his first time on this season. And if you haven't heard the episode that he was previously on, please refer back to season four, episode five, where we talked about the different types of intimacy. Because if you don't know, there's like, I think there was like four or five. There was five. Yeah, there was five. And then we talked about which ones are our favorite and which ones that we struggle with. So pretty much we gave you a little bit of gems and let y'all get in our business just a little bit. Now, this week, we're going to get into the different types of parenting, and Malik actually didn't know that that's where I was taking this episode, and yeah, and we just, I just thought it would be a really good topic, especially with, he knew what I was titling this, and if you read the title, then it's given modern day hippies, but he didn't know that I was going to tie it into like parenting. And I just feel like since it's such a big part of our lives and a majority of the millennials kind of like in our age group are starting to embark on their parenting journeys. And they go that J word, y'all. Y'all know the vibes. Huh? Realizing that this shit ain't easy. As they, easy as our parents probably made it look, this shit is not easy. Okay, and if you're listening to the audio version, you all know we got us a glass of wine today. So I'm not taking a sip. You're supposed to give me a child. Cheers. And yes, we drinking wine at one o'clock in the afternoon, but that goes into the title of this episode, okay? Cause they, ain't, like, they ain't gotta know what time it is. It's five o'clock somewhere. It's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> And if you are an OG part of the tribe, or if you would like to be, because we would love to have you as a permanent part of the gang over here, make sure that you're keeping up with me, quote unquote, in real time across all of my social media platforms. So make sure you follow me on Instagram at Tyann.Watson, on Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube at Tyann Watson with no dot in between, period. All right, so y'all know the vibes. We got to get into complaints and highlights of the week. And I had them all together, 
but then I got to kind of like revamp them just a little bit freestyle. But my complaint of the week is definitely going to be people and businesses that only flaunt their blackness when it's beneficial or convenient for them. So like I, my friend had made a comment a while ago saying that like, you know, you can't support all black owned businesses just because they're black owned businesses. And I was offended at the time, like, but why wouldn't you? And it's now I realize that some businesses that are black owned only broadcast that they're black owned so that they could get that that like you know like that accolade like oh this is a black owned business but they don't necessarily care about the black dollars that are getting poured into said business to them money is green that's because they're using it as a targeting strategy exactly so i think that'll definitely be my complaint of the week because i feel like i have witnessed that in a kind of way and it just being a black woman that wholeheartedly supports and encourages a black other black women and businesses. If y'all can hear the, the construction trucks in the background, just act like y'all don't. Y'all know we live in a new construction development, and I told y'all it's the afternoon day out there building these cheap ass houses. But it just it don't sit right with me because I don't I don't look at it like that. I look at it as keeping our money in the community to big up the community. So to know that it's people that are saying that and not actually abiding by and like living by that, that's just, it's so predatory to me. And I feel like the black community is preyed on already by so many other different industries and businesses. Like, why would you come from within to turn out and be the same predator to your community that you are more than likely a product of? Does that make sense? It makes sense. Um... I really think it's just to get that quick buck. Anything anything for the dollar. No matter how you're getting it, no matter who you're hurting. Which is which is I think is bad because as we are coming to know, money is a form of energy. A hundred percent. So money can be deemed as bad energy or good energy depending on how you put it out there. And depending on how you go about to get it, I feel like. The energy that you put into it to get it, if you willing to do whatever, say whatever, step on whoever toes type of vibes to get to the bag, that's that's how that energy is going to reside within that wealth that you're trying to build. Because it's always going to be built off the, the back of bad energy. So I definitely agree. You got a complaint of the week? You, you, uh... <laughs> You made me, you reminded me of my complaint, and for me, it's these cheap ass houses. Not on accident. I don't know. I don't know if it's like if it's just a, our area thing. It but is not the real these materials. Area. These materials is ass, right? Yeah, they building. I've, y'all heard me say it this season. They building these houses with they like paper houses. That's why the big bad wolf can huff and puff and blow them all down. Unless you live in somewhere like Florida that has like hurricanes and your house might really be made out of cement and concrete, they made out of wooden nails. And then they expect you not to get termites. Like, I don't understand how that works. Like, then they charge you almost $400 for the people to come out and put the things in the ground for the termites. But it's like, do you have another choice? Because if you know what I know, which is what I'm telling y'all, these houses ain't built 
with nothing but wood in it. The only concrete in our house is the foundation slab it's on. Every single bit of this house besides that is wood and nails and maybe some plastic. This this shit is like the fashion over of houses. No, you know? like for, fast fashion, yes. fast house. Oh, good shit, baby. It's pretty yes. much that's 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 what it is to me. Yeah. And a side complaint is why the fuck are we paying HOA fees for a neighborhood that ain't even done yet? Because we paying for them to finish it? We just got a tire. I mean, we just got a nail in our tire the other day, but I'm paying HOA fees when y'all niggas got fucking tires still. I mean, tires, nails still laying around and, and stuff. And this is our like second behind, nail in our tire from second. living here. The first one was days after we touched down, like days after we got the car. Like, they warned the realtors about the nails in your tires when you're driving around new construction. But, yo, the people that live there day to day, they so lucky that all maintenance on the car is a tax write-off. Because regular people, I would be pissed. Like, y'all, I was just coming on. Like, I caught that nail backing in the driveway. Like, what? That tire was $200? That's $200. Like, we had to replace the whole tire. Put the spare on. Like, what? Like I get it, you trying to move people in as soon as possible, but I think you should have a specific area fully done before you start moving people in. You know what I mean? Like there's already people across from my backyard that's already moved in, and they're not even finished with that street yet fully. Only two houses. Imagine being the two houses in the middle of a block, and all the houses to your left and your right are not done. So those two families have moved in, like right next to each other. But there's nothing but construction going on in the houses to the left and the right. And I'm like, yo, if you got kids, what? Y'all, Xavier probably just got used to it already because the families that's just moving in with kids, yo, it takes so long to get your kids on the schedule. That's why, like, if that's mainly why I be recording at night because the trucks don't be going by. But listen, we got to get it in where we can get it in. Y'all. Y'all part of the tribe. Y'all just going to have to understand. Like, I'm not <laughs> working around these build the schedule because they be out here till 6, 7, 8 o'clock at night. They start like 7 o'clock. It just be loud. It just be noisy. It be messy. It be dusty. <sighs> anyway, on a lighter note, <laughs> let's get Moving into, on. Get into our highlights. So, my original highlight that I was going to say, I mean, I'm still going to say it. I just got an extra one today. So my first highlight is going to be seeing how social our son is and just how developmentally advanced he appears to be. And the fact that, yo, y'all know we homeschool him. Like he's never been to daycare, never been to school a day in his little almost three-year-old life. I've barely been around other uh, kids. kids his age. Yeah, like he's normally around older kids because the friends that we had like around him actively, like they all had older kids. So he was always the baby. So it's always that thing. Like if you're a COVID mom, like you worry about how your child's going to interact socially when the first couple years of their life was spent so isolated. And the fact that like our child runs around, like if he has not missed a beat. Like, that's what really makes me think, like, yo, the stereotype we put on homeschool kids is honestly just a f- projection of fear because they can grow up to be totally normal, social human beings. You would never know that our son has never been to school or daycare if we didn't tell you. And if you see him, like, you'll be like, what? That's true, because when you think of people that's, like, homeschool, you think of, like, oh, man, he's weird or awkward or... You know, he don't know how to act around people, people his age, yeah. or he's not in tune with what's 
what's in right now or you know he's been sheltered or he's sick or that kid is sick or or something like that and our kid is like the most outgoing kid we've ever seen honestly like he's surprisingly outgoing like extremely like he's extremely inquisitive and curious and like he be looking at the other kids like, yo, why you not keeping up with me? Let's go. Come on. Like, literally. he, he Y'all, he talks, talks now. So, it's full sentences. Like, come here. No, this way. Come on. Like, he be dragging the other kids and the other kids be struggling to keep up with him. So, it's just the fact that, like, have you ever sat to think, like, nobody gets credit for that? But us? Nah, I didn't think about that. Like, think about it. For us, like kids that went to traditional westernized schools like our parents yeah they did their job but as far as everything we know on an educational level we accredit that to the school system you learned that in school i learned this at school i learned that at school true yeah every single thing our kid learned and knows right now is because of us nobody gets credit for that no school nobody but his parents with the help of like grandparents and godparents, but like his village, nobody else gets credit for how smart he is. But yeah, and I think I don't, I don't necessarily realize that until someone tells me like, like damn, he's very smart or like people say it on a regular. Like it's people notice it off rip. Like oh wow, he's talking so well. Wow, he speaks sign language. Wow, he understands Spanish. And it just is. It has gotten so normal to us that, like, yo, if we have another kid, when we have another kid, because Malik doing another kid, it's like, yo, I know you're not supposed to compare your kids, but the second one got big shoes to fill because, like, what? <laughs> like when people point out things that are not normal, we don't think it's not normal because to us, we be like, oh yeah, he been doing that for months. Like, right. it's just crazy. And then my second highlight of the week, which is an impromptu one. If you're listening to the audio version, you might want to pull up on YouTube. And I feel like I say this every episode and y'all be like, all right, Ty, I'm not doing that. But nah, for real, for real, y'all need to do that this time. Because my second highlight of the week is while I was setting up to record today, my husband took the kid out of the house to give me some mommy time to clear my head. So we love that. And then walked I in. I do what I can. <laughs> and then he walked in with this big box. And I'm like, what's in the box? And he's like, I don't know. And my first response was like, you don't know what's in the box. And I opened the box. And if you know, you know. So if you're watching the video version, I don't know if y'all could see. But uh, just know the brand is expanding. I'm not even going to say what it is because I want y'all to pull up on YouTube to figure out what it is. And if you're watching the video version, don't put it in the comments. Don't spoil it. Make them come watch it just like you did. But thank you. I feel you're like welcome. to have a husband that wholeheartedly supports your vision, your brand, and just like my, to me, they be sounding like crazy ideas, but I feel like I've never told you one that you were like, nah, baby, you can't do that. Like, nah, that's too much. I feel like. From the very beginning, when this was all a thought in Italy and all of these seeds that I'm planting were just like literally roaming around in my head, you never made me feel like I was dreaming too big. You always made me feel like, hell yeah, you could do that. So, yeah, I, I feel like I'm with that with everybody. I don't limit anybody because 
you you could do what you whatever you set your mind to. Even even at work, it was, if there's like if I had like a priority, like yeah, I want to do this. Like, All right, well, we gotta see what we could do to make that happen. We gotta develop a plan. We gotta develop goals. What we say in the military, we we look at like the fifty meter target or the closest target, right? Mm-hmm. We get we get to that fifty meter target and then we just keep going backwards till we reach the goal. And so, especially with no one, anyone that I love, I'm not gonna tell you, nah, I don't think you you can do that. Well, that's too hard. We just start brainstorming on how to get it done. For you, I just try to think of ways that I can help you. Thank you. Because I know you think of ways which you can help me with, which you have helped me before. So why wouldn't I return the favor? You support me, I support you. Simple. I just wanted to give you your flowers publicly because it was like the perfect cherry on top. Because y'all, once again... We were supposed to film this episode weeks ago, <laughs> weeks ago, and we keep putting it off. And then today, we're just like, all right, we're going to do it. And then... It ain't really putting it off. We just... Life be happening, all right? But that is why I batch record, so that we can go a week, two weeks, three weeks without feeling like I have to record something. Because life be... Our life be too... Moving too fast for me to think I'm going to record, edit, and get it up for the every week. That's not happening. So... I'm glad I started with such a good head start before before the season even went up. I had five videos ready to go, five episodes done, ready to go. The first five that y'all seen. So like I keep myself ahead. So when life knocks me back a little bit, I'm still not behind. And that's how I show up for y'all. And I appreciate y'all for showing up for me and for us. What's your highlight? I don't think you went. Well, I mean, you kind of took my highlight now. What? It was. How did you think I was not gonna say something? I didn't think he was going to say it right now. Like, yeah, my highlight is, but that was that was supposed to be my highlight because I knew I was picking it up sometime this week, and then this morning, you know, parenting was a little rough this morning, so I was like, you know what, let me take the kid out, you know, and while I'm out, I might as well just pick up these pick up these shirts and you know surprise her because I know she didn't think that's where I was going, um, even though I kind of told her where I was going, but she didn't know exactly where. You know, you just spoiled it for the audio listeners, right? Damn. <laughs> it's okay. So now, because y'all know what it is, you got to come pull up still to see what they look like. And these are not the only ones. These are not the only colors. We're just testing some things out. But just know, brand expansion is definitely on the way. Thank you, baby. All right, yeah, so we're moving right along. Fendi fact of the day. Today's Fendi fact is an article titled The Psychology Behind Different Types of Parenting Styles. It doesn't have any authors, but it's from jessup.edu. So the article reads, deciding how to raise their child is a challenge all parents face. Whether raising children alone or with a partner, we all want to do what's best for our kids, and that can lead to a lot of anxiety when choosing a parenting style to follow. Parenting styles vary from person to person, but a few main categories have been identified by researchers over the year. So there are four types of parenting styles according to this article. First one is authoritarian. This style is often described as dictatorial and overbearing. Then you have authoritative. And it says, this is generally regarded to be the best parenting style as it provides a balance between structure and independence, allowing a child to grow within reasonable boundaries and explore their abilities. 
That sound like me. Damn, slow down. We ain't there yet. Then the third type of parenting style is permissive. The extreme opposite of the authoritarian parenting style. Permissive parents let their children do what they want and don't implement rules or structure that might make or dis that might make disappointment or upset upset the child. Dang, I can't talk today, y'all. And then the last one is neglectful. Parents who are neglectful, as the category would imply, do not interact much with their children at all. The children are given no rules, structure, or affection and are left largely to fend for themselves. All right. That was a lot. Before we jump into the flow of things, I just want to let you guys know that if you would like to join the conversation in real time and leave your thoughts, opinions, or your complaint or highlight of the week, be sure to pull up on me on YouTube at Tyann Watson and leave it in the comments. Make sure you give this video a big thumbs up because clearly I'm back with your favorite guest. So go ahead and smash the like button. And most importantly, make sure you subscribe so the algorithm can know to give you that notification next week, Monday, when next week's episode goes up. All right, so let's go ahead and let me run those back for y'all, those four types. So the four types are- Yeah, you do that. Authoritarian, authoritative, permissive, and neglectful. Those are the four types of parenting styles. So if you're a parent, Go ahead, grab your glass of wine, cause we we gonna get to pop our shit a little bit this time. You're not a parent; it's still this still for you. Go ahead and listen to kind of decide what kind of parenting style you want to imp- implement with your future children. So, my first question for you, baby, is going to be: Which one do you think you had growing up, and how did that affect you? I definitely feel like I had. Uh... What is it, dictator? Hold on. Yeah, y'all, I might have to be going back and forth to keep these up. Dictator? No, that one is authoritarian. Whichever one is like a dictatorship. Authority. Authoritarian? Yeah, that's the one I definitely had. How did how did it affect me? Um, I think because of my personality and probably because of my sign, it it made me feel like like I was being marginalized or like I was being put in a box pretty much or too much like too much authority and so like it just made me want to rebel so it was it was good as far as um discipline right so like I um it it made me be disciplined in certain certain things in certain areas but at the same time, I feel like I didn't have room to to explore. Right, because I think the one that's under the, uh, which one is that? Author- authoritative, which is the one you said you think you are. Those are the mm-hmm. ones that allow a child to grow within reasonable boundaries and right. explore their abilities. Right, exactly. So, that's how, that's how, I, so I, I think that's how it affected me. Okay, for me, I definitely agree. I think I definitely did also have an authoritarian type of parents. And it literally says, the line after what I read in the Fendi Pack says, these are the parents that respond with because I said so. And that instantly low-key yep. triggered me because yep. growing up in a Hispanic... That's all I heard. 
uh, Hispanic Caribbean households, it's do what I it's do what I say, not what I do. Like that was my mom's line. Like, and it's not that I don't think that my parents were author authoritarians because they wanted to. I think they felt like they were like that because they had to. So how that affected me was. In the time, I didn't really think anything of it because I was the only child for so long, for like 16 years. So it, it didn't seem odd to me because there was nobody, no other kids to be complaining with. I just thought this is how parents are. I'm the kid. So it didn't feel very much author authoritarian. But I realize now that I'm a parent, it affects me more now that I'm a parent than it did when I was just the kid. I didn't really have any feelings toward it, towards it, but now that I have a kid, I find myself automatically going to that parenting style because it's what I had, and I guess in my subconscious mind, I'm like, well, I turned out just fine, and I'm like, damn, no, now I sound like them. Like, So it's affected me because it has caused me to really step out of myself and remember those things about my parents that I wish I could. I, or the things I used to say, oh, I'm never going to do that with my kids. And then you catch yourself in the middle of doing it. So now that I know what the parenting styles are, it's a little bit easier to remember when I'm tap dancing into which one and which ones I don't want to tap dance in. So it's definitely affected me by letting me pretty much hold a mirror to myself and be like, okay, did you just say you don't want to be like your parents? Or are you actually going to do the steps to not be like your parents? Well, you kind of already answered this, but my next question was, which one do you think you are? And that was authoritative. Yeah, I think I'm authoritative because I, I feel like I give him room to explore and grow and learn the hard way to an extent. I was going to say, but as a mom, like not only as a woman that grew up with authoritarian parents, but also as a mom, you just literally get that maternal animalistic instinct to want to protect your kids so it's so hard for me to let him like learn things the hard way because it's like no just listen to me because you're gonna get hurt like mommy knows best like just just listen to me I'm trying to protect you and sometimes I can understand how from the kid's perspective because I used to be that kid how that can come off as overbearing or authoritarian but it's just like, now that I'm the parent, it's like, no, like it comes like as a mom, you literally, if your mom listening to this, you know what I'm talking about. It's literally like that animalistic instinct that they talk about. It's so hard to explain. But like, if I know you're doing something that could gravely injure you, I, ha I cannot not tell you not to do it. I can't not attempt to stop you from doing it because I know what the end results are, even if you don't. So it's like I'm working on giving him more room to explore and like, hey, sometimes those who don't listen must feel like <laughs> you either going to listen to mommy or you're going to bunk your head and you're going to be vexed. But hey, either way, I told you not to do it. Yeah, sometimes you do have to feel. But I think with our parents, it was more so the what we were trying to do rather than the why. Because I know, at least me personally, I've I've always heard, I've done what you did. So I'm telling you not to do it. At least you got shit. That's still classified as explanation. I got because I said so. Yeah, I, I got that too. But I also got the, I, I did it already. So you don't need to do it or whatever. But 
as kids and as, um, you know, someone who was more, I don't want to say hard-headed, but more um, open-minded. Cause I think the younger you are, the more open-minded you are. Agree, 100%. Right? I think you can still be open-minded as an adult, but I think as a kid, you're more prone to be open-minded. Um, yeah, because you don't know what you don't know as a kid. Exactly. So you're like, hmm, what? Well, what is that? Or why not? So um, I think instead of just worrying about what the kid wants to do or whatever, worry about the why. Because then the why will tell you why they think they can they can do it. <laughs> and that's the crazy part because as a kid, I remember that being my biggest thing. Like, yo, my parents never tell me why. Like. It would exactly. be a no, and it would be like a because I said so, or don't ask me why. Like, and I think, and I think a why will 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 leave you at least a little bit more satisfied, especially in the military, because in the military it's like, hey, uh, we're gonna go do this, and we're like, well, that's kind of that doesn't make sense, or that's stupid, or I don't want to do that, and you'd be like, oh, well, why? Because the higher up told told us that that's what we need to do, so we're just gonna do it. Rather than just answering that, actually give an explanation like, hey, we're doing that because this is the best avenue approach to do this, and so we can do this. And a lot of times, a lot of privates, they just be like, oh, okay, well, uh, now that that kind of makes sense. Or they just be like, all right, well, at least at least, at least, least that squally or whatever told me why we're doing it. I'm not just doing it for no reason on my end at least. You know, so that why might just be the satisfaction that person needs to just keep going. Touche. And I feel like I think it's not funny that that is the question that our son asks 500 gazillion times a day. Like, that's the question I never got to ask. And y'all. Why and no is his favorite words. Like, everything you tell him, well, why? Why, mama? Yep. Why, dad? Like, he needs an explanation. The fact that he even uses it in the right context, I'm like. I find myself having to explain a lot to a two-year-old all the time. And there are a lot of things. All the time, every day. That, like, I have no idea how to explain to a two-year-old. But then I'm like, is that why my parents didn't tell me why? Because they just didn't have the patience or the time to break it down and to make sure that I understand. Because I could tell when I when he asked me why and I give him the, like, adult answer, he'd be looking at me like, huh? So then I'd be like, okay, you're genuinely interested in this. This is a teachable moment. And how can I break this down so a two-year-old that's learning how to speak, how can I make this make sense for his little brain? And it does take time. It makes me sit, think. It makes me go back in and digest what he's asking me, what we're talking about, and, like, break it down at its core. So I'm wondering, like, did parents back in the day just not have the time and patience for that? Because sometimes it's annoying when you're explaining why to everything all day long. But, like, those are teachable moments, so we use them as such. Okay, so I think I am an authoritarian, yeah, but somewhere between authoritarian and authoritative. Excuse me, because we have our (laughs) Because we have our days. We have our days where, like, it's something about that monthly instinct. Like, when he wake up, I could just tell the type of day we're going to have. And I could just, I feed off of his energy. He feeds off of mine. And it's like, oh, somebody woke up on the wrong side of the bed today. And like, okay. Oh, you you feel the tension in the air when they be here. Like, 
It is hilarious. Hey, y'all. I don't, if anybody's into astrology, I am a Virgo, a Virgo, obviously Virgo son, and my son is a Taurus. Like, and then he's my first experience with a Taurus male. Like, me and the women are like touch and go, but like, this is my first Taurus male, and everything I've heard about them is how hard headed and stubborn they are, and how like kind of defiant, but not in a bad way. Like, they're gonna go toe to toe with you. And being a Virgo, oh, we be in here going toe to toe. Like, Y'all, he really be challenging my authority, like, at two. And as crazy as that's going to sound, that's what be happening. Malik is my witness. So sometimes I feel like I got to really, like, no, I'm the parent, get a child, pipe down. And then other days, it's like, okay, well, this is why. Some days I got the why in me. Some days I don't. I'm working on having the whys a lot more. But, y'all, he be be trying to test my gangster in here, okay? That's, That's the bull in him. Cause you know I'm an Aries and we bump heads yeah, yeah, every this house day. House is so every now, day. Now imagine the three of us together all the time. My Aries, a Virgo, and a Taurus. Until until he and realized. And y'all want me to start a whole nother podcast? Uh, I spent all my free time arguing with the men in my house. Until he realized I'm the bigger bull, then he go to mommy and and be all uh, emotional and stuff. He be playing us like a fiddle. But I'm I'm working on the balance because sometimes I do feel like kids need the hey, sit down, relax yourself, calm down. And you could tell when you go to the park, the kids that don't get that, where their parents don't, there's no chill out. Like the parents be on the phone and they just be running rampant and throwing stuff. And you could tell when the kids don't got no structure. I do believe kids need structure. I do not believe that they need authoritarians. Which is that type of parenting style. Author- yeah, authoritarian. They don't need that type of... They just need guidance and structure. True. I agree. Okay. So what do you think is the correlation between how you parent and how you see the world? For example, I feel like parenting out of survival versus parenting out of love, those two kids are going to turn out completely differently. So think about it. In terms like a parent that can afford to only shop at Whole Foods, that child's quality of life and outlook on life is going to be completely different from a parent who maybe can't afford to do that and kind of just has to go to whatever grocery store is nearby because that's what's within their budget. So what do you think is the correlation between how you parent and how you see the world? I'll go first. So for me, I feel like the correlation is that you parent your child for the world that we're in most of the times versus the place that the world could or should be. So I feel like, yes, there are times where it's okay to parent your child out of survival because sometimes you literally feel like that's all you're doing as a parent, especially as a black, as black parents, as black millennial parents, like you literally wake up every day and feel like you're surviving. Have y'all taken a look at grocery store prices and gas price? Like it literally just feels like some days you're just put here to survive and you fall into the cycle of parenting your child like that. Like this is what you have to do to get by. You need to get up every day, go to this job so that you can work, so that you can pay the bills, so that you can have a roof over your head, so that you can eat. But in actuality, those are things that everybody needs and you don't have to work for them. You shouldn't have to work for them. Those are literally basic needs as a human being. 
You get what I'm saying? So I don't, I, I feel like there's a, a very direct correlation between how you see the world, whether you're in or out the matrix, and it's how it ties into your parenting. So are you saying, so what's, what's the question? Are you saying, is there a correlation? Do you think there is one? Because I do. Absolutely. And how so? Well, your views on the world is automatically going to get um, translated into that child's view on the world. Um, but then isn't that limiting their abilities and kind of still being an authoritarian? Because technically you're raising them for the world that you live in, like in your head, versus the way they see the world. Because two people are never going to see everything the exact same way. That's like kid, that's like parents that grow up in Christian households and they raise their children to go to Christian church because that's what they know. Mm-hmm. But that's also limiting them from all everything else that's out there because that child is going to grow up and have their own individual beliefs. So is forcing your view but not, on the world, but not all the time because some some children grow up with their beliefs with their parents. That's why is that's why I. Racism still exists because it's that view was passed down from generation to generation. It's only the only is only select few that like either they're influenced by by somebody else mm-hmm. that eventually overpowers that outlook and makes them question, you know, the views of their parents growing up. Like, hey, I, now that I think about it. I think that was wrong, Grandpa, or whatever. That was that was wrong, Dad, or whoever. But initially, that parent's outlook on life was instilled into that child, regardless, okay. because that's when people be like, "Oh, that's how just how I grew up." I agreed. So when it comes to well, I titled this this episode Modern Day Hippies. I titled that mm-hmm. I titled this that because that's honestly what we classify ourselves as. I have a YouTube video where we kinda all went on like a family hike and that was mm-hmm. in the title. And I wondered if people thought that was just just clickbait. Because I'm like, nah, like we really identify as such. And I know people are gonna be like, Well, why? Like what 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 makes y'all feel like y'all are hippies? And I, well, I think I think it depends on what you, what you think a hippie is, because I think it can mean different things to different people. Agree. So to me, to me, it really just means free spirit and just love of life and everything. Agree. From animals to plants to stars to the planets to respecting everything for its purpose and place. Right. In this world and it's intended it's intended creation. Mm-hmm. So when I think of hippies, I think of people that eat cleaner, which we strive to do as much as we possibly can. And like even just with that, it's like to me being a hippie is is that that sleeping pod cracking open and not being able to get back into it. It's stepping out of the matrix. So not just eating cleaner because it's the right thing to do or it's going to make you snatched for your next vacation. But because you're really thinking like, yo, what do they put in the food? How does it affect us? Because when you sit and you think about it, you be like, how is a lot of this stuff even legal to put 
into these foods? Like, how are we able to ingest some of these chemicals that are illegal in other countries? And then you, you step back and you're like, ah, big pharmaceutical. Like, that that's what it is. Like, these doctors that make hundreds of thousands, some of them maybe even millions of dollars, they don't get paid unless we're sick. Not not the doctors itself, but <laughs> the the company owners, the people who own it. That's what I'm saying. The people who employ them and sign those checks, they don't they don't get paid if we don't stay sick. So we live in a nation where the easiest way to make us all sick and give us all diseases that keep us going back and forth to the doctor is to put it in the food. Make the food taste really, really good. They've gotten so good at making the stuff that's bad for you taste so good. It's scary how well they've been able to to really do that. And when you take the step back, you be like, yo, why does it taste so good if it's so detrimental to me? Like, whose idea was that? When I think about hippies, I think of, like, your outlook on inflation. So in a time where a lot of people want more, we actually want less. Like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like less is more. It, it, less is literally more. Literally, and that mind that that's what I think of the mindset of a hippie. Like, yeah, we have the the beautiful house and it's amazing, but quiet as it's kept, we would be cool being one of those digital nomads that y'all see on Instagram that sell their house and RV and backpack through the country. Like, yeah, less is more is the same as quality over quantity. A hundred percent. That's another episode same coming later on this season. Ooh, good shit. I like what you did there. But like, yeah, like everybody wants more. Like, oh, I need more money. I need more money because of inflation, because of grocery prices, gas prices. And we like, we just rather have less stuff. Like, do we want more money? Yeah, but you could have the same. You could have more money with the money you make now if you had less stuff. Like. If you cut down things into what they need to be cut down into, there go your more money right there. You don't need to make more money. You need to downsize, maybe. True. So just having that type of outlook is what I think of when I think of hippies. I also couldn't credit. And, I, and I've lived. My my mother was a hoarder. <laughs> that is terrible. She was a hoarder. I think we all know somebody that's a hoarder. Is exactly, and it's like at a certain you, you sit back and like, bro, things. you sit back and you're like, bro, do you really need all this stuff? And, and it, it, they don't honestly, they never have a most of most of the time, they don't really have a legitimate reason. It'd be hypothetical. Like, why do you have this? I just want it, I got it back in, but like, why do you use it? No, and if you watch, so why is it here? If you watch my first vlog. On YouTube, like for the new year, you would see that y'all, we spent 12 hours deep cleaning our house on New Year's Eve. When I say from the garage to the attic, we literally went in every closet of this house. If it haven't been touched or looked at in 60 days, it gotta go. Like, gotta go. I feel like living in America can make you overconsume so much. Like, one, it's bad for the planet, and that's why we killing it. But like, two, how can your mind and your thoughts flow so freely when you just got all this stuff that you don't need? Like, you see the people on the YouTube videos and the TikToks that are like living out of a carry-on suitcase, backpacking it through the world, and you're like, yo, I could never. But why? You don't need 500 shirts, 500 pairs of pants to survive. Facts. And the the crazy thing is, <laughs> what's really crazy is, as black people, we are such consumers, but 
we are not that big of earners, which is crazy. Which tells you how much we as a community over consume. And I feel like going on this spiritual journey really made me check myself like, yo, would you, what are you, what are you spending your money on? Like, what are you over consuming? What are you hoarding that you don't need? Like if COVID didn't wake you up and realize like y'all sitting in this house, if the world shut down, none of this shit would be useful to me. Facts. Like, I remember being in high school, like, you know how it is in New York. Like, if you get caught coming to school with the same fit, well, you don't know about that because you wore a uniform. But when you don't wear a uniform in New York City and you come to school in the same fit, you get roasted. You I get, feel like you get teased, even now, as all adults. that shit is that's and like what what kind of mentality is that that I'm in high school and worry worrying about? Oh damn, do I I, I can't wear these jeans tomorrow because I wore them today. I gotta get something. Now that we're parents, think about how much pressure that puts on the. What the fuck you mean you're not wearing them pants? That's what I'm saying. What you goes up must come down. You, the you the pressure go from the pressure go from no the kid then to the parent and the parents like God damn what are you. What do you mean? Like, yo, what do you mean you need to wear a different outfit every day? Like, you should be worried about going, you should just be worried about getting an education. Because I said so. Because the world is, groceries, eggs is $10. That's why. Yeah, like, just that mentality of, oh, you need to have a A new new fit fit every every day. day. That's five days out of the week. For who? And even as adults, I find people that be like, yeah, I don't like to wear the same thing. Excuse me? As a at our big age, you work, you paid for it, and you can let people on the internet tell you you can't wear it again. So I'm like, if you had Ooh. good, if you had good quality clothing, you you could wear that shit every day. And that's I think, and it'll still last. That's and that rose me into my next point. Another reason why I think that we kind of adopted this modern day hippie kind of lifestyle is going from one extreme to another culturally. So we went from living in America to living in Europe. For three years and then coming back to America. And I feel like it was more of a culture shock moving back to America than it was going to Europe. And it's not till you got to Europe that you realize like, holy yep. shit. Cause when we cause when we even even when we moved there, right? Cause we had all this shit, right? And you gotta pay extra for that shit. <laughs> right? So it's like you go over a certain pound, it's like, nah, you gotta pay extra. Because in Europe it's like when you when you fly in different places in Europe, you can only take a certain, um, a certain a um, certain a certain weight, and it's not a lot. It's like maybe what I like think it was 50, 50 kilos, which is like forty pounds, I 30, 40 say. pounds, something like that. Yeah, I don't. Call I could put that. I could put that in my rucksack, in my backpack. Right? And it's like y'all. And that's all. That's what people travel with, just like a backpack. Right. And before we would think like, yo, how are you traveling with just a backpack? Like, what you need like. Certain you need like three pairs of shoes, you need three coats, five jeans, six coats. shirts. Like there's no way you, you, you going somewhere for a week with one backpack. And you know, in the military it's like what what it's whatever. Like you, you, you take what you need to survive or you take what you need for what you need for the mission and that's it. Right? But as a civilian, it's like, nah, I'm trying to get these fits off, whatever, whatever. But for who really? Who are you really trying to get these fits off for? That's, you know, unless you get unless you're getting paid for that or something like that. But like, if you're just a regular person, you don't need a whole lot. Now you might want a whole lot, but you don't need a whole. Lot. And my thing is, it's nothing wrong with like wanting things. But my thing is, I've tried to adopt this mindset where every time I buy myself something new, I gotta get rid of something else. 
because then I'm just hoarding these things that you can't have in like Europe. Like you said, flying, right? Yo, y'all, we went to fly somewhere within Europe and our bag was overweight. Yo, you see how in America, oh, when they tell you your bag is overweight, you could just pay for it and it ain't really that big of a deal. Y'all over there paying for it is not an option. You either got to throw some shit in the trash or you're not getting on this plane. Yeah, what you're they not getting said on this plane, brother. That, what they said is what they said. If it's, 40, if it's 40, 50 kilos, that's it. So imagine coming from a country where like, oh, if, if it weighs too much, which really tells you that what they tell us is the weight limit in America is not the weight limit. Because if I could pay, that means that technically you had more space. You just wanted me to pay for it. Over there... What they said is what they said. Anything over this is a safety issue. So you can't pay your way out of a safety issue. Yeah, and I will say those planes is small, though. I ain't going to lie. So you, ain't gonna, you, you don't even want to risk that. If you ain't never been on Ryanair, EasyJet, y'all, it makes Spirit look like Delta, okay? Like, yeah, them hoes are small. But they still feed you good. Feel me? That they, <laughs> that they doing them flights be too goddamn cheap, okay, for you to even be complaining. You can fit what you can fit in that backpack, yo. Europe really had us backpacking. Like, we was going on four-day weekend trips on a plane with a backpack. Like, yo, we out here like these Europeans still getting them fits off. Still, that's, that's that's all you need. Literally. And it's just I'm at a place where, like you said, it's quality over quantity. So I'd rather have quality pieces, even if that means I'm thrifting, but even if... Every time I go thrifting, I'm obviously not going to find anything. I mean, your girl don't got a little good or whatever. But listen, if I ain't find nothing today, that's cool. It is not meant to be. And I started shopping for pieces instead of for outfits. So stop shopping for, oh, I'm going to my friend's birthday dinner. Let me look for an outfit for my friend's birthday dinner. Because chances are, once you wear that fit again, all you're going to think of is, mm, this is only good for a birthday dinner. Ain't nobody birthday coming up, so you're not going to wear it again. Versus if I find a really cute top or a really cute bottom, and I also only shop for things that I have something to go with it in my closet i either have to shop for a full fit right there that day if i want to buy this shirt and i have nothing at home to go with it i gotta buy something else to go with it or i have to just sit and think like what do i got at home that could go with this so that i could wear my pieces multiple ways so it never feels like i'm repeating outfits even if i got four shirts you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and it's just checking in with yourself about how you contribute to the society that you complain about because we all complain about America. I don't know anybody that doesn't, whether you're from here or not. So if you're not checking yourself and the people around you, you're not, you're really just talking. You're not doing anything. And I feel like that's where the hippie stereotype comes into because those are the people that are taking action. But because they're doing something different and out of the norm, it seemed as weird. It seemed like, oh, y'all are, why y'all doing that? Like, think about it like when you eat and healthy. In the black community, yo, yo, we tell people we don't eat meat, bro. People, the jokes be, shit, I thought y'all was vegan. The next time, they just be like, bro, what's so funny? Like, <laughs> what's funny about wanting to be healthy? Like, why is that a joke? Like, why can't we all want to be healthy? Like, in the black community, that's such a thing. You tell somebody that you on a lifestyle change. Not a diet, but a lifestyle change. And it seems like sometimes they want to spin a block just to see if you still on it. Just so they could be like, see, I told you you couldn't. Like, nah, like, what? That used to really irritate me like you tell people you don't eat pork and they look at you like you got some like pets. what you don't eat bacon nigga bacon no, no we don't eat the animal that eats any and like, everything like like, like bro. why is that hard to believe like bro it's it's just bacon bro like relax it's just bacon so my question to you will be when did you realize we was turning into hippies mm. <laughs>
that you could say on the on the on the pod. I damn, I don't I don't know when I when I realize we turning into hippies. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I might. That's a good question. You want me to come back to you? Yeah, come back to me. For me, so I got two answers. The surface level answer, I knew we was turning into like modern day hippies when the Will and Jadas and the Kevins and Dreekas of the world started making a lot more sense. Like the dynamic of like Will and Jada's relationships and like the Kevin and the Dreekas. If you go and watch all like those couples, their interviews, yo, they used to sound so crazy to me. And I'd be like, bro, what is y'all talking about? On the other side of that sleeping pod, on the other side of the matrix, they make way more sense than I thought they did. And that I think people give them credit for like on a variety of topics overall. So when those type of couples, the outcast weird type of, so to speak, couples, when I started being able to resonate with them a little bit more, that's when I was like, oh, hold up now. We might be going down the the the, the forgotten path or whatever the word, whatever the term is. That's my surface level answer. Now my deep, uh, answer on a deeper, deeper level is I realized that we're going to be different for real, for real, when we started homeschooling Xavion. So it's one thing to talk about it. And we've always said before when we were like even struggling to get pregnant or before that, when we were just kids laid up talking about what our future would be like, we always said like, okay, well, we both agreed we wanted me to stay home for like the first couple years and like really be able to pour into our child. That was always the plan. And it's one thing to say it and to plan it, but it's a whole nother thing to do it. And I don't get some days why it still feels so weird to tell people that we homeschool our kid because in my head I'm like, yo, this was always the plan. Little do they know. Like people would be like, Well, why did why did you decide to homeschool your kid? Like, what made you want to do that? And it's like, why not? Because if you're a parent, if you had the the resources, if your bills were still gonna be able to get paid, regardless of whether you went to work or not and you have kids. Why wouldn't you? I feel like the only reason people don't homeschool for real for real is because they don't got the time. They got to go out. They got to work. They got to make money. We're fortunate enough where one of us can at least stay home. So why wouldn't I? Especially when that was always our game plan from the jump. And it's like, you don't see a lot of black parents that homeschool their kids. At least not that look like us, talk like us, like come from the hood where we come from. Like You don't see that a lot. So when we actually... And that's the thing. We never sat down and we're like, yep, okay, we're homeschooling Xavion. This has just been our everyday life, and we just know that this is our life. We can't see our life any other way. So when we actually started implementing that, I think that's when I was like, yeah, we're different, for sure. Um, I think I've always kind of been a hippie then as far as like <laughs> being able to just like float around just go with the flow of, of life kind of like kind of like show mm-hmm. because like i've, That's my I've best always friend. you guys have not met her <clears throat> on the podcast but i promise you she coming like literally i don't know why we ain't got that together yet. it's because she... she ain't bring her ass down here yet but she's supposed to be coming next weekend so y'all can get some bff we've been best friends for over 15 years so yeah but like i i, I told you Already, like, I was the type that I hung out with 
I was cool with like everybody. And I think yo, that's I was cool bad with crazy because I feel the like the people I was you would too- deem as like nerdy, the people you would deem as gangster thug, the people you deem as like the skateboard folks, the the anime folks, the all that. Like I was cool with a little bit of everybody, and I was just, I was just me. Um, always, I always felt like I thought outside the box, or I, I did things abnormally. Um, but I will say, I think that when it actually hit me that, you know what, life is just what it is, like, is, is not my, is not my ability to judge or anything, it's just to let things be what it is, was when we was in Hawaii, and, uh, we went down to the mosque, Mm -hmm. you remember that, and, Mm -hmm. The, um, I don't even that think was he my was first the imam. Time in a mosque, by the way, yeah. I don't even think he was the imam or anything, but like, um, he was basically, basically, he was like, telling us you it'll need never to be, work. it will never work because you're not, you're not Muslim. Yeah. Right. Like he told and us like, that to our face, like with right, me standing right like, there. Yeah, and I was like, I mean, I, I guess I, 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 not I knew that, but I, I knew that's what a lot of Muslims believe you know what i mean so like but at the end of the day for me it was like you understand you know that that's how i grew up and that's what i believe and that's what i've been believing in since you know since birth Mm -hmm. and you still accept that and i accept what what you believe and they coincide regardless. It was. It was. It's never been an issue for us. It's never been an issue. It's an issue to the outside world, but it never is. Like, I remember feeling like, "Well, damn!" Like that car ride home was real quiet because I was like, "Damn!" Like this is how this boy was raised. Like, and he is hearing <laughs> from an elder, like at a mosque, that this is not gonna work out. He could wake up and be like, "Yo, this is before we had a kid. This is before we started actively trying to have a kid." Yeah. Because what he asked us was like, "So, okay, it works now. What are you gonna do when you have a kid?" And right. we said, "What well, we always tell people like, we'll expose our child to both and yeah. let him or her choose, which is what we are actively doing." And it was just like to us, it made so much sense. And like he was just like, "But so you're gonna raise a confused child?" Which like he had genuine concerned like nothing he was saying didn't make sense yeah. so like i wasn't offended because the information wasn't true it was rightfully so i know there's a lot of questions that people have but yeah. in my head i'm just like well you just don't know us like you you just don't get it like we really are on one accord and have been since we were 17 and 19 laid yeah. up in brooklyn planning what our life would look like and it's crazy some days to wake up in the middle of that like when we used to lay up in my room on Sterling Place and talk about like, yo, I can't wait till we have a house. Like, damn, what you think our kids are gonna be like? Like, are right, we gonna have this? We gonna have that? And so like, wake up some days. Like some days, I just wake up on go, to the point where like I forget. And then there's other days that like I just am filled with so much gratitude when I just look around. No matter how chaotic, no matter if this fucking house is falling apart, it's just like, yo, but it's it's our little house that's falling apart. Like, yep. And then after that, um. We started going to church, church, mm-hmm. Christian. Right? Non-denominational, like, but yes. We started going to church, all right? To him, it's all the same, y'all. To Please, me, not too same, much on him. He really right? does not know. At the end of the day, we believe in God. That's that's all that matters, all right? that How I feel now, 
every religion is the as long as you believe in God, it's the same. The way you might go about it is different, right? You might believe in a different book. You might believe this book became uh was before this book, whatever. Yeah, I still believe in one God. You know, whatever. Don't kill me about it. But after that, you know, we was going to church, and that's the most church I've ever been to in my life, right? As far as, like, faithful, yay, Sunday, we getting up and going to church. That was the most church I've ever been to without somebody telling me get up and go to church. Yeah, exactly. Now, now all the, all the, um, all the songs and, and stuff, you know, I, I didn't know none of them shits, you know what I mean? Excuse my French. I didn't know none, I didn't know none of them, you know what I mean? I didn't know none of them, nothing like that. But when the preacher started, you know, giving the word and everything, there were things that I resonated with and I agreed with. And I was like, oh, you know, that makes sense. And, you know, at the end of the day, we went, went, about, my, uh, um, went about our way, our day. And so, like, it, it wasn't a big thing. And I don't think I'm going to, we're not going to pressure our son to, like, hey, we need to pick a side with religiously. You know what I mean? I'm just letting him know that, hey, God is in everything around you. And it is what it is. As long as you believe in a higher being, you know, you wasn't just created out of thin air, out of nothing. You know what I mean? You, you were manifested. We prayed for you. We tried, you know? Hmm. And then eventually you came, you came into fruition. You're here for a reason. You chose us and we chose you. And I think we both, all three of us, fought hard as hell to be together. So we gonna rise to the wheels fall off. Right. And I think after that, that's when I realized like I'm kind of a hippie. <laughs> like, I, I kind yeah, of just like going to the mosque didn't feel it didn't feel bad, but it didn't make feel love, right. not peace, brother. <laughs> it going to the mosque didn't feel good, but it didn't feel bad. It just it felt like we didn't fit in there. And then going to church. Like, we, we got what we needed, but it still felt like we didn't fit in there. Like, it just never yeah, felt like I felt like, like we something forced. was always forced. Or something was always like, eh. this is the right way. And it's like, hi, you don't know. We had too many questions <laughs> like you don't to know, be able for real. to fit ourselves in either box. Like Yeah, and then, and then they do some flow. things that, like, I don't exactly, that I question, and I think, like, why? It just, it Either way, just never. We both it, never. It felt still like just it. didn't feel right to me. Right. It's not until we let go of all like religious limitations on ourselves and our relationship that it really just flourished because we weren't trying to fit ourselves and our marriage into either box. We had built our own box, and it's yeah. just like as long as we're good human beings with good intentions and putting out good energy into the atmosphere, we will get that back. The universe will give it to us back and we will go from there. And that has not failed us thus far. Like we just literally are in our own lane. So then my next question to you would be like, what do you think is one of the biggest cons about being different or being a hippie? There is no con. Mm, that's cat because mine How's is that cat because mine is going to be that you we don't really have people who can relate to us or people's lack of understanding about our lifestyle or lifestyle I don't think it's we don't have people that can relate to us I just think it is we don't know those people right now 
to be able to make that type of spiritual connection with another family would be like, to me, that's when I feel like that aha, like, oh, we found our village. We're building this village. You know what I'm saying? So not having people that can really understand that like, we don't have any, we don't know a single other couple that homeschools. So who will we complain to? Because everybody else, when we tell them, they just be like, oh, yeah, I don't know. He or she's in daycare, so I don't know. <laughs> Like, nobody can share in our frustration because we don't know any other couple that are with their kid every single day, all day. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't have too many other friends that are homeowners that can understand our homeowner struggle. And I know it, everybody's not going to be on the same level as you are at the same time. Everybody in your life already. So I know it just takes finding those people. But when you are different in so many ways, it's kind of hard to relate to people or have people relate to you. He's in my opinion, so I think that's definitely a con. Yeah, I, gu- I guess that can be a con. I say I say there's no con because you're content with with who you are and how you are. You accept and love yourself and everything that God gives you. Agreed, because we don't. We've been doing just fine without a a physical tribe. I wish I'd be offended when I say we ain't got no tribe. But, like, we've been doing just not scratching your beard in the mic. Ghetto. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, we've been doing just fine without it. But it just, I feel like it would take such a mental relief off of us. Like, we're both in therapy, yes. But, like, to be able to get some shit off with another couple that, like, ah, yeah, they get it. Like, you know? I feel like. Yeah, it would, it would definitely feel good. Would... Like, on those days where, like, everything just too much, like. Maybe it's something wrong with the house and then with the car and then the kids acting up too. Maybe you're like phone a friend that like, hey, bro, I get it. So like how you feel about like Deval and Kadeem, like how we feel like they're the older. Imagine if we had a real life, because not saying real life, not yet, because y'all already know your girl with the manifested meeting them once. We're going to do it again. We're going to be chopping it up with them. And their book just released. So I can't wait for our copy to come in the mail. But like if we right, had- Right, the mail you never checked. Mind your business. It could be there right now. Anyway- to be able to have a big brother and sister that we could phone and or like pull up on and just take the kids over there and really get some shit off, like it would be it would be nice to have, yeah. It would. I mean, we're gonna be good regardless, but it it would be nice to have. So I think that's definitely one of the biggest cons. And I feel like the point of this entire episode is to remind all of you guys listening and or watching that you don't have to be the parent that you had, like. It doesn't take away from your parents' effort. So I feel like I would never want my parents to hear this and feel like they didn't do a good job. They did the best they could with what they had. It just wasn't necessarily how I perceived it or the best way that I feel like I could have been parented. But at the time, I didn't know any better. I wasn't a parent. And it took me becoming a parent to understand their point of view and their perspective. So I get it, and I just want people to listen to this, whether you're a parent or not, and understand that the way that you parent your child doesn't necessarily mean that that's the way that that child needs to be parented. I know we want to think we know everything that's best for our kid, but we don't. So you could have great intentions as a parent, but that doesn't mean that that is going to translate into your child. And that's what I'm learning. So just because you did something that you thought was best, that might not be what was best for that child in that moment. Yeah, because I think once you pay attention to your child and how that child's personality develops, you can kind of figure out what 
parenting style is going to work for that child. A hundred percent. And the thing, and I definitely agree with you don't have to be um, the, the parents that, that your parents were. But I also think you can take the good from how your parents raised you and apply it to your child as need be. A hundred percent. Like, y'all know how to say and go. If you knew better, you do better. And I feel mm-hmm. like knowing what we know now about what the world really is. Like, yeah, the world is harsh. And I know a lot of our parents try to, you know, match that so that we're ready for it. Mm-hmm. But some of us just needed, you know, like a gentle place to crash because... Once you step out that door, it's, it's hell, it's chaos, it's confusion. So some of us just needed, you know, like a safe haven versus to still feel that outside combative energy at home that we felt outside. And it's okay if you don't want to be the parents that you had. It's okay if you do want to be the parents that you have. But don't go out your way to be the parents that you had just because it's easy. And that's something that you don't realize until you're in your own parenting journey. But try to be the parents that you didn't have instead. The parent, the, the things that were lacking, try to implement those first versus just, just jumping into what feels right. Right. And um, I remember listening to one of the Valentine's episode, which um, Kadeen was like, um, I think she said one of her kids were didn't do too good, like, on a test or something like that or in a, in a subject area. And, you know, she immediately went to, well, this is how my mom's made me do it, and it worked for me. And so she tried to apply it to him, but then she realized he's not exactly the same as her, so she had to do something different. And that's, you know you're I mean? always going to be m- maneuvering things when it comes to your child and when you're being a parent, but that's when you got to have those long talks with yourself and those looks in the mirror like okay what's working and what's not yeah what is and my think, child receptive i think to? as a parent as as much as you pay attention to how you react to stuff in order to in order to make yourself be more successful in your life mm-hmm. you have to pay attention to your child's reaction and their body language and behaviors and moods and everything right you just have to you just it goes back to being the parent that you didn't have like if no one paid attention to how you were feeling, if nobody asked you how you're feeling, try to go out your way to do that for your child right. so that your child can grow that empathy that you didn't have as a child that you had to figure out on your own or maybe are still struggling with mm-hmm. right now. That's why I said try to be the parent that you didn't have first before trying to be the parent that you did have. And honestly, most importantly, do not let society shame you into thinking that you have to live a certain way. You have to be a certain type of parent. Like some days... You're going to have bad days. Every day is not going to be a good day. Some days you're going to lash out when you really didn't want to. Or some days you're going to be really passive to the point where your child's going to frustrate you. And you're like, bro, now I see why my parents used to just beat me because things could have just been easier. I could have just popped you and went about your day. But no, I'm trying to be a gentle parent. Like, don't beat yourself up like that. Because even if you're, you could be one parenting style today and another parenting style tomorrow, like, what Glover said, yeah, that's why I love tomorrow. Like, you always have a chance to be a better parent. You don't have to feel stuck in the parent that you are today, right at this moment. Did you just quote Cardi B? No, it's Glorilla's song. Damn. We're yeah, old. but Cardi B slid on it, so it's Cardi's song to me. Me and I am. Glow fans, <laughs> don't, don't, don't do us. But yeah, like, don't let society shame you for wanting to have a life other than the norm. Don't like, let society raise your kid. That, period. And that's a Fendi. 
Okay, so, like don't make the don't just because you were raised a certain way, you have to sit and ask yourself why. Like if you are putting your child in school because that's what if you got to put your child in school because you have to go to work to get money to feed y'all, that's different. But if you are good and got enough time. Like, I know girls who send their kids to school and daycare, and they sit at home all day. Granted, I get it. Some days you really do need a break, and the kid got to go somewhere. But what you sending your kid to school every day for? Just because, and I'm not shaming anybody that does. I'm just saying, what's the, why are you actually doing it? Are you just doing it because that's what everybody else does? That's what you've been taught? You have to sit back and ask yourself, why am I doing, why am I doing the things that I'm doing, especially when it comes to your kids? Because that's when you get, that's your opportunity to break the cycle. It shouldn't be the responsibility of the kid to break the cycle later in life. The parent should give them that first swing at things. Like, hold up. If I'm only sending you to school because I need money, what happens when I got money and resources? Now, why am I sending you? To need a break every single day, five days a week. Don't get me wrong, moms. We do need a break a couple days a week, but like five for eight hours, and no one will. That be break, no- I know that break feel good as a motherfucker though. Hey, it do, <laughs> but like knowing what, knowing what we know as adults, sit and think about all the time we spent in school and how much of that shit was actually useful in the real world. Like for real, for real. So we was in school for eight hours minimum. When is the last time, unless you are like working a very corporate job where you put in your degree to use, when was the last time anything that you did in school, as in high school, etc., besides the basic reading, writing, like the, the, the classes that you were like, what the hell am I here for? You knew you didn't need it when you grew up. I have not used Pythagorean theorem a day in my life outside of high school. And to know that trigonometry was an entire class, for what? Like for if you're if what you if you what you want to do has to do with that, then yes. But think about all the time we wasted as kids just to be seat fillers. Because what did they do with those time? They're not teaching us how to change tire. We just had to change the tire. And like it, I, it dawned on me, like yo, why they don't teach you how to do this in school? Every single person is gonna need to know how to change the tire. Yet some people don't. Like people don't know how to write a resume. People don't know how to cook. People don't know how to sort laundry. People don't know how to garden. Like, actual skills. Like, unless you went to one of those rich schools that had all the fancy, fancy, you know, like, mechanics and all that. But, like, them trades that you need to know. Everybody. The basics. How to write a check. How to open a bank account. How to file your taxes. Why are those the things that you actually need as an adult not taught in school? But yet, we send our kids to school for eight hours to learn about shapes. The numbers and the size and the length of shapes for so long when so many of them will never use that ever again. That's what I mean by don't. That's a, that's a, that's a, that should be a whole different episode. <laughs> for real. Like, that's what I mean by don't let society force you into just conforming just because. Like, it's like, it's almost like being zombies. So, like, me being. In the predicament where I could stay home and actually... It's the, it's the rat race. Literally, me being in the predicament where I could stay home with my kid made me really sit back and realize, like, yo, what what did we do in school? What did we spend so much time... If my child can speak three languages, because ASL, American Sign Language, is a language, before he is three years old, what the hell were they doing with my parents' money and time as a kid that I didn't learn that until older? In sign language, we taught ourselves. 
So if a three-year-old can learn three languages with two working parents, because just because we homeschool them, we both work. Y'all know, I'm a realtor. And if you didn't know, now you know, realtor. Currently service the state of South Carolina in the Columbia, Fort Jackson area. So if you or anybody that you do know are looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, literally and figuratively, I'm your homegirl. And even if you're not, I'm still your homegirl. You can still hit me up and I can still get you started on your real estate journey. And if need be, refer you to a realtor in your area. Now that we got that out the way, like y'all, we work, he's in the military. So if people that have these type of busy jobs and busy days can make the time to do this, the people like teachers and principals, whoever gets together and makes a school system, what are y'all doing that this is not a norm? And then you go to places like Europe where the kids are required to learn more than one language. Like if you go over there and you ask them, do they speak English? They're going to tell you no. Most of them don't speak English well enough, but some of them had to take English in school. They, that, that country makes them learn another language. Like, it's a mandatory. It's not, oh, if you want to learn Spanish or French, and then they offer them way more languages than just Spanish and French. Yep. So it's like, what what are they really doing with your child's time? And, if and then, and then, and and then in, school, um, in Paris, they play all their movies in English. That's how they get, teach Just to get them, them more accumulated to, um, to English. Like... No, for real, y'all, like, moving out of the country and really stepping out the matrix makes you really realize, like, I don't want my child or my life to conform to such westernized way of living anymore. And I honestly think that's what makes us modern-day hippies. But we are finally, we done talked y'all air off for about an hour, (laughs) but we are finally at our familiar place, which is our word of the week, and I chose- What's the word of the week? I was going to say, I chose it this time. Usually when Malik's on, I let him choose, but I chose it this time. This week's word is is surrender, because- Surrender? Never surrender. What? Because if you force yourself to parent like anyone else, your children will grow up to resent you. Like, you can't parent- like the parent you want to be. You can't parent like the parent that you had. Not a helicopter. You forgot we live by a military base, right? Now y'all see why last last week I was going off about the military and how it's just irritating to my soul at this point in my life. Now y'all understand. And I'm not editing that out. <laughs> so anyway, you have to parent your child like the parent that they need, not the one that you want to be, not the one that you had, not even the one that you didn't have, but that the one that they needed to be. And if your life feels forced into boxes, just remember, it doesn't have to be. You can surrender to the life that feels right, even if it doesn't look right from the outside. Most people would think we live very like, hmm, we're, we're that couple. We're the couple that eats clean, with a couple that homeschools, with a couple that thrifts, with a couple that doesn't go clubbing for real, for real, with a couple that rather go on hike. Like we're we're well, that. Well, not anymore. Right, but I'm saying we're that. We're not even in our thirties yet, and we're that. <laughs> we're that couple. That's not normal for the most part. Only thing is the age you should put on it that you just start doing those type of things though. Anyway, so. Agree, but society makes you feel like it's to society's millennial standard, yo, we some old heads. Yeah, but we all know society be lying anyway. That's another thing, like, bro, we send our kids to these schools knowing that they fill your child's head with lies. Look at how there are legislations. They're trying to like eliminate black history from certain schools. I think it's in Florida, but a couple other states, like for real, for real. 
They're not trying to teach about that. They're not like trying to teach they about try, black history, like, but they're going to implement LGBTQ you know, studies. No, some schools don't want to teach about that either. Hmm. So it's like, and we know, like, for ex- the most blatant example, at our big age, we know Christopher Columbus didn't discover shit. I guarantee you it's still in the textbooks that he did. Teachers just got to say, like, oh, well, you know. Well, well that's, that's, that's another thing that goes into, let's break down what history even means. It's just his story. His story is that he found America. You see what I'm saying? So that's like, only his if story. That, we know that that's a blatant lie now, right? Think about all the lies we have not caught them in. But these are the people that we're allowing to teach our children. Look how fragile and sponge-like a child's mind is, and we letting them pump it up with whatever other people. We only believe it because it's in the textbook. What also is funny is the fact that. <laughs> Christopher Columbus is European. Bro, when we went to freaking Barcelona, there's a huge statue of Christopher Columbus in Barcelona. Like, He's not like, even American. It, it makes me think of that. Um, <laughs> and he was like, uh, what? It was like a person on um, on a side talk NYC, and it was like, uh, um, the statue literally. He was like, that bitch is not even American. <laughs> no, for real. Like, if y'all don't know, there's a Statue of Liberty in Paris. Like, there's another you one. said the bitch is French. Yeah, like, y'all, there's, there's literally one in Paris around the corner from the Eiffel Tower. We've seen it. Like, it's the exact same thing. So it just, it's just little things like that that you be like, yo, y'all, we, we know they not keeping it a stack. So why do we still trust you to teach my child? That just tells me you're going to teach my child what you want my child to know. So I'm, I'm going to beat I'm you a, to it. I'm going to peel back even one more layer. The Statue of Liberty is not even a female. We getting too deep. But well, I don't want to get into conspiracy theories and stuff. <laughs> yeah, we probably do need a whole another episode about conspiracy theories we believe in. But child, that one like my head an internet on a frenzy. Because the fact that we so easily we so easy to celebrate Columbus Day. No, it's excuse or me, Christopher it's, Columbus. It's, it's Indigenous People it's Day. Indigenous Look people at that, Day yo. Now. They they they. When did that change like that? You sure? The, the if you go on your phone calendar right now, it's a Christopher Columbus Day slash Indigenous People Day. Oh, slash. There's like because they know if they just call it Indigenous People Day, we're not gonna know what day they're talking about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so look how it took people getting uproar for them to be like, yeah, okay, nah, he ain't really discover shit, but we're gonna do it real quietly. We're gonna change the whole holiday to Indigenous. Like, yo, y'all got that type of power to just rewrite history, and I'm supposed to let you teach my child. My black, but mad Americans talk shit about Europeans in, in Europe. this country. I think the fuck not. Not and mad Europe and mad Americans talk shit about Europeans and shit. And yeah, we celebrate Columbus Day, and Christopher Columbus was was European. That, I just think that's odd. And on that note, y'all, I think we have officially said all that needs to be said because we could be up here forever, but the yeah, kid's still taking true. a nap and we still want to enjoy a couple minutes before he wakes up. Yeah, we about to go on a hike soon talking about hippie shit. <laughs> Real hippie shit. I would vlog, but the camera going to be dead. But yeah, anything else you want to tell the tell tribe? Nah, man. We love y'all and we'll see y'all next time. Thanks. It's just no season five. Mm. Y'all, y'all thought this was a level up? What about season five? Y'all, I hope y'all are ready. This going to be one hell of a ride. We definitely got some surprises in store for season five.
but I digress. Peace. And one time for the one time, just, just, just the shits and giggles. <laughs> Peace, y'all. And on that note, if you made it this far, thank you for kicking it with me and chopping it up with me. I appreciate each and every one of y'all. The love and the support, it never goes unnoticed or unappreciated. And if you want to join the conversation in real time, make sure that you're following me across all social media platforms at Tyann Watson. But more specifically, make sure you're following me on Instagram at Tyann.Watson because that's where I'll post all of the polls, all of the questions and conversation starters. That's also where you guys can expect to see sneak peeks and previews into the episodes to come. We on a new season and we on a new level. This going to be one hell of a ride. I hope y'all are ready. Until then, I'll see you, yeah you, same time, same place next week for another Melanated Monday. And remember, the goal is to be good and do good. Until next time, peace y'all.